Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Hello and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to the P40 Ministries podcast. And I am your host, Jen here. And we are going to be discussing today Exodus chapter 13, verses 11 through 16. So we only have six verses to read here today. So it might be a shorter episode than usual, but let's just go ahead and read this and see what the Bible has to say. As I always do, I will be reading at the WEB version of the Bible this morning. It shall be when Yahweh brings you into the land of the Canaanite, as he swore to you and your fathers, and will give it to you, that you shall set apart to Yahweh all that opens the womb, and every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have. The males shall be Yahweh's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, but if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck, and you shall redeem all the firstborn of man among your sons." It shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? That you shall tell him, By strength of hand Yahweh brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, Yahweh killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of livestock. Therefore I sacrifice to Yahweh all that opens the womb, being males, but all the firstborn of sons I redeem. It shall be for a sign on your hand and for symbols between your eyes, for by strength of hand Yahweh brought us out of Egypt. So this takes place on the same day that God basically brought the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. So this was a day of great celebration. You know, the children of Israel are packing their bags. They're getting out of Egypt. They're no longer slaves. They now have days off. They now have time to uh, relax. They're their own people again. This was a time of, of celebration, of being their own people, of having freedom. So they were excited in this freedom. But I like to say something pretty often on this podcast. People never change. I have said that many times on this podcast, and I believe that very wholeheartedly that people are exactly the same nowadays as they have been in the past. I don't think that people ever really change. I think that people are just as bad nowadays as they were back then and vice versa. So God is giving the Israelite people this new kind of commandment, not exactly a commandment, but a requirement, a tradition for the people to do because he knows that these people are going to forget about him. So when you have a tradition, let's say it's the uh, tradition of Thanksgiving, because I live in America and uh, Americans celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has been a tradition that we celebrate year after year after year in November. It is meant as a holiday to remember all of the things that we have been given and all the blessings that we have and to spend time with family. It's supposed to be a remembrance of being thankful. That is the point of Thanksgiving. So that is why Americans celebrate that tradition primarily is to have thankfulness. And it's a time of remembrance. So when God is giving these Israelite people a new tradition, he is telling them, 
remember me because people never change. I don't think there's one person on this planet that can truly say that they haven't forgotten God at one point or another when something bad happens to them. (laughs) There's very few Christians that can say, I have never forgotten God when something bad happens to me. No, we forget about God all the time. When things are going really well, we forget about God. We forget he's even there because things are going super well and we don't have to pray. We don't have to remember God. When things are going terribly, we forget that God is good. We forget that God was there for us in the past when something else bad happened to us. We forget. We always forget stuff. We have a tendency to forget. And people in the Bible, no different they have a tendency to forget about God. So when God gives the Israelite people this tradition, he is saying, you need to remember what I did here, how I brought you guys out of Egypt. This is a day of celebration. So you need to remember this year after year and tell your children about it. And God even says, when your children ask you why you're doing this, you are supposed to say to them here, In verse 15, he says, when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, Yahweh killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of the livestock. Therefore, I sacrifice to Yahweh all that opens the womb being males, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. So that is what the Israelite people are supposed to tell their children is that God brought us out of Egypt and we are supposed to remember this. So by redeeming the firstborn of both man and animals, we are doing this as a tradition to remember that God spared our firstborn in the land of Egypt and brought us out of Egypt that very same day and we became a free nation of people. This was what the Israelites were supposed to do. So going into this a little bit more, it says that In verse 11, God specifically says to the people that when they enter the land of the Canaanite, that at that point, that is when the children of Israel are supposed to start doing this tradition because they will be able to remember God through these traditions. This tradition was supposed to be that all firstborn males of humans were to be redeemed. Now, redeemed is a word that means paid for. We often hear the term Christ redeemed us, Christ redeemed our sins or whatever. We hear that term all the time. Redeemed is an old fashioned word to say paid for. So Jesus paid for our sins. And God is saying here that the firstborn sons were supposed to be redeemed because God had saved those firstborn sons of the children of Israel. That is why God is telling the people to do this is because he wants them to remember what he did for them in the land of Egypt. So the children were supposed to be redeemed, the firstborn males, by way of payment. So in other words, either by a monetary payment or by the life of a lamb were the ways the son was supposed to be redeemed, I think. It might just be money. I can't remember. We'll get into that more later, probably. But with animals, they were supposed to be sacrificed. Now, God hated, absolutely despised human sacrifice. (laughs) And I am going to reiterate that many, many times. God absolutely despised 
human sacrifice. In fact, I think there's a verse, it might be in Isaiah or Jeremiah, one of the prophets, where God says to the people angrily, he's like, why on earth would you guys sacrifice children? Because at that time in Israeli history, they were turning to other gods. And this is way in the future from what we're talking about now. But they were turning to other gods and they were performing human sacrifices to worship this god called Moloch. And we'll learn more about Moloch later on. But basically, God hated human sacrifice. So specifically, he says here in verse 15 that the sacrifice is supposed to be the animals, the lambs and stuff like that. But for the sons, they are supposed to be redeemed, bought. They're supposed to be paid for and not with their own lives. Once again, God never wanted human sacrifices. And even when we look in Genesis chapter 22, which is what I talked about a long time ago with uh, the story of Abraham and Isaac and how God had said, sacrifice your son Isaac to me, God stopped Abraham in his tracks. It was a test, but God was never, ever, ever going to allow Abraham to go through with it. But this was a test of such huge magnitude for Abraham that God wanted Abraham to go through that particular test. Now, if you have some questions about specifically Genesis chapter 22 and how it relates to human sacrificing, I definitely recommend you going back and listening to that particular episode because I really go into more depth and detail with that particular uh, subject. Now, he says here specifically that only the clean animals were meant to be sacrificed. Now, going back to verse 16, God kind of lays out at this point of how an animal was supposed to be redeemed. And an animal was redeemed. The firstborn male was supposed to be redeemed by giving that life to God. In other words, the lamb was supposed to be sacrificed. But if it was a donkey, an unclean animal, then that donkey was supposed to be redeemed by a clean animal like a lamb because God specifically only required clean animals to be sacrificed to him. And we'll get more into that later on. I don't really want to open that can of worms right now. <laughs> but God had already laid out which animals by this point were clean and which ones were unclean, which ones were good for sacrifice and for eating, and which ones were bad for sacrifice and bad for eating. God had laid that out actually way, way a long time ago when Noah got off the ark. He had told Noah, hey, look, this animal is good for eating. This one is bad for eating. This one's good for sacrifice. This one's bad for sacrifice. Now, there's so many analogies and layers that go along with the sacrificing that I just do not want to open that can of worms right now on this podcast, because honestly, like the more I look at this, even though it's only six verses here, man, I could really, really go into detail with so many things that I just I'm not going to right now. <laughs> I'm just going to lay down um, the foundation of this chapter and these verses here and just kind of move on and we'll get more into that in-depth stuff later on when we start talking about the sacrifices because trust me that's coming soon. So now God, I already mentioned why the Israelites were doing this 
Um, but basically this, once again, this was just meant as a way for the people to remember God was to redeem their firstborn sons and to redeem the animals and to sacrifice the firstborn of the animals. Now, if an animal, of course, if it was a clean animal, say a sheep that had several daughter animals, (laughs) girl animals, those animals did not obviously have to be sacrificed. But if there was a sheep that had, say, a firstborn girl, but then had another baby afterward that was a boy, that boy animal was supposed to be sacrificed because it was the firstborn male. So this was a whole thing for the Israelites just to remember God and animal sacrifices back then. Also, this is another thing that was cultural. We're very normal. This was not an abnormal thing to ask the Israelite people to do. Sacrifices were extremely in the norm and even human sacrifices were, I wouldn't, I don't know if they were normalized, but they were not unheard of. Human sacrifices happened. I mean, even the Egyptians, there is evidence that they did practice human sacrificing at at one point or another. So, and in the Canaanites, they practiced uh, human sacrifices, I believe, and just different cultures around the ancient world definitely practiced human sacrificing. So the fact that God was not asking for human sacrifice says a lot, actually, because the gods that the people worshipped around the world at this point were always asking for human sacrifices and asking for, uh, you know, because they were made made up gods that people, I, I don't know, I'm not going to get into that either, but God was a good God who did not require human sacrifices. So God laid it out pretty clear here what he wanted sacrifices once again were in the norm this was not unheard of but of course sacrifices were done away with in the end because Jesus came and a new tradition started happening instead of God telling the people to do this tradition to remember him by or the Passover to remember him by though uh, people still celebrate the Passover and I am not saying that you should not celebrate the Passover I am totally cool with people and Christians who want to celebrate the Passover in fact I do uh, from time to time I think it's a great celebration and I think that it, it is something that should be remembered because it, it, God placed great importance on it. So I'm not saying that you should not celebrate the Passover and that's done away with. I don't want to say that. But um, now we just have a new way of living. We don't live by the Old Testament. We live by the New Testament. We live through Jesus. And Jesus gave us a new tradition, which was communion. So when we celebrate communion, it's kind of the same thing as what God is telling the people here to do. God is telling them to remember him in this way in the Old Testament, but Jesus tells us to remember him in a different way by taking the communion. In fact, he says every single time that you sit down together with a group of believing Christians, take the communion, you know, take it and remember me, remember my sacrifice for you. So we still celebrate these kinds of traditions to this day. So God is unchanging. He wants us to remember him and he does it through these little traditions. So my takeaway from this portion of scripture here that we read today is how can we remember God? Because he wants us to remember him. So whether it's sitting down at home in the morning and reading your Bible or listening to this podcast or getting creative with it, doing something fun like, um, I don't know, like an activity, like taking a prayer walk, go out into nature and you pray and you walk. It's actually very 
stress relieving. But whatever you want to do to remember God, I definitely re recommend that you do something. Th that is my call to action for the end of this podcast episode. Do something to remember God by. But friends and faithful listeners, we discussed Exodus chapter 13 verses 11 through 16 today and this unique tradition that God asked the Israelite people to do. Now, if you liked this episode, please rate it five stars and share it on your social media platforms. But friends and faithful listeners, I also ask that if you need to contact me and you have any questions, please go to www.p40ministries.com slash contact and you can get a hold of me there. But also friends and faithful listeners, happy listening and God bless.